Let us pray. At the beginning of this academic year, bless, O God, the students, faculty, and staff of St. Olaf College, that this might be a lively place for sound learning, new discovery, and the pursuit of wisdom. Grant that teachers and students may work together in mutual respect and find joy in the challenges of academic life. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to the opening convocation of the 2013-14 academic year. A special welcome to first-year students, a special welcome to all returning students, and a special welcome to the hundreds of people who are joining us from around the world uh, via the live stream of our ceremonies today. I have the honor to introduce John Schwartz, class of 14, who is president of the Student Government Association. Came to St. Olaf from Bloomington, Minnesota, and he's majoring in political science with a concentration in Middle East studies. John has been involved in student government as a hall council vice president, a residence hall senator, senate subcommittee chair. He is active in Eta Sigma Phi, the Classics Honor Society, served as a trio mentor to ninth grade students in St. Paul. John says that some of his most meaningful experiences as a St. Olaf student came from his opportunities to study abroad. He participated in the January interim changing political identities in coastal central Europe and the semester-long term in the Middle East. These international experiences piqued his interest in global affairs, especially as they relate to the Middle East, and consequently he's interested in pursuing a career in international development and foreign policy analysis. So post-graduation, he'll be looking for jobs with think tanks, nonprofits, and government agencies. John's grateful to St. Olaf for constantly giving him opportunities to challenge himself in every aspect of his life. And I invite him to come to the podium now. John. My fellow Oles, welcome to the 2013-2014 academic year. Over the past weeks and months, many people have been hard at work renovating facilities, developing curriculums, training residence life staff, and welcoming first-year students. Today, we are finally all together on the Hill and ready to begin this new year. Today, before you embark on your year, which will surely be filled with classes, homework, and countless activities, I would like to welcome you and encourage you to be present and engaged in your pursuits rather than distracted or distressed by your hectic schedules. Oles are hardworking, ambitious people. From the day I arrived on the Hill, I've been constantly amazed and inspired by the energy and activity of my peers. With the help of dedicated professors and tireless staff, we spend every day here creating and sustaining a community that fosters high achievement. In every academic year, Oles read and write thousands of pages, mentor hundreds of local youth, study abroad in dozens of countries, and nurture countless connections and friendships. At any given moment, students are intensively practicing their instruments, memorizing their lines, or laying the groundwork for their next student club or small business. Every day, students at St. Olaf are filling their schedules with worthy ambitions for their co-curricular activities and their academic ambitions. 
This culture of high achievement and deep involvement has challenged me to grow in many wonderful ways during my first three years at St. Olaf. But this intensity of involvement does present some challenges to us as students. Many students here, myself included, treat their crowded calendars as a mark of pride, and perhaps rightly so, our days are filled with exciting projects and events. But we run the risk of equating busyness with success. As students, we are always rushing from class to choir practice to study groups to quick dinner dates. And then we scurry from the CAF to club meetings to the library back to more club meetings to precisely, precisely timed 45-minute workouts and then back to the library for a few hours before sleep. Stop any student in Bunt Rock a few weeks from now and ask them how they are doing. You will likely receive a response including phrases like super busy, pretty tired, and ufta. In the midst of these hectic distractions, it's far too easy to lose sight of the joy and curiosity that inspired us to choose St. Olaf in the first place. Thankfully, St. Olaf is a college with many opportunities to unplug from the social media-fueled whirlwind of 21st century student life. St. Olaf is a college with many opportunities to practice being present. St. Olaf is a highly residential college for many good reasons. So the next time you find yourself talking late into the night with your roommate instead of getting ahead on your reading, don't think of it as a distraction, but as an important and valuable opportunity to participate fully in community living. Enjoy the nice weather on the quad from an Adirondack chair and savor the opportunity to break up your busy day with some squirrel watching. <laughs> Try going to chapel, even though you think you're too busy and you think it's not your thing. Enjoy the music and the stained glass and the opportunity to slow down your day. Explore the natural lands on an autumn afternoon, and don't think about it as an interruption to your studies, but as an essential component of your liberal arts education. From the day you stepped onto campus this fall, whether you are first year or a returning upperclassman, my colleagues and I in student government have been encouraging you to get involved, and I sincerely hope you do. I hope you join student organizations and work hard and accomplish great things this year. But I also hope you will breathe deeply, take walks with your friends, and remember that you are more than the sum of your co-curricular activities and your GPA. Once again, welcome to the academic year. I wish you all the best. St. Olaf is a beautiful and exciting place to learn and grow. With a picturesque campus and a supportive community, this is the perfect location to practice being present rather than merely busy. Good morning. It is my pleasure to introduce this year's convocation speaker, Mary Carlson, class of 1979 and professor of social work and family studies. Professor Carlson has an uncanny ability to hold St. Olaf's past and future in balance. She is an alumna of the college and its history matters. St. Olaf's identity as a college of the Lutheran Church is important. Its roots as an institution founded to serve Norwegian immigrants are important. Also vitally important to her is St. Olaf's future as a college that serves a diverse and national 
even international student body and faculty. And that produces graduates ready to take on the challenges of today's and tomorrow's world. Hers is, in my opinion, an unsentimental yet deeply felt appreciation of St. Olaf's legacy that embraces its future. On more than one occasion, she has prompted members of the St. Olaf community, including myself, to consider how we bring legacy and future together. To that purpose, in August of 2011, she took a group of new professors and some recently tenured faculty members on a road trip. Imagine herding a group of professors right before the semester commenced onto a bus when they surely wanted to be putting the finishing touches on their syllabi, they instead visited Holden Church, whose pastor, a long time ago, Berent Moose, founded St. Olaf College. Then they went on to the Twin Cities to visit a Somali shopping mall, to have a conversation with Hmong alumni of the college, and to discuss the 21st, 21st century mission of the Lutheran Social Service. That experience invited a new generation of faculty members to explore together St. Olaf's identity through its past, its present, and its future. The title of today's address is Coming in Right. Please join me in welcoming Professor Mary Carlson, class of 79. Thank you, Marcy, for introducing me. I think, John, you must have read my speech. I didn't share it with anybody, but I think you'll see the tie-ins are quite astounding, so thank you for that. Um, I'm glad to see everyone here, and I, I guess I'm glad that those who are streaming, hundreds, uh, can see me, but I'm especially delighted to see you students. I just dropped our son off last week at college, so I think I have some sense of where you are right now on this first day of class. I'm honored to speak at opening convocation. When I accepted the invitation, I began to think about being new here. We welcome 15 or so new staff right now from all walks of life. We welcome 36 or so new faculty who sometimes I think wonder where they've landed here. And we, at least as of today, have 759 new students from all over the globe who come to spend one year or four years on this hill. As I hope you've heard often in the last few days, welcome. So imagine this, I was once a sprinter. And the start of a race was immediate, fast, and a bolt to the finish line. A start, though, is a bit different from a beginning. Beginning involves entering, crossing a boundary, coming into something new and different. Is it from immaturity to maturity, from grad student to new St. Olaf professor, from a secular setting to one where faith questions are taken seriously? At St. Olaf, the answer is yes. And entering, coming in, is active, not passive, but it is a thoughtful process, not a race to one goal. And it will include challenges and, dare I say, failures. 
I've taken students to South Africa, and last year I had them read a book titled Never Give Up by Kevin Wingy. He includes descriptions of his work with people with AIDS in a township outside Cape Town. In his message to Americans who want to help, he includes this story about Charlene Hunter-Galt, a noted journalist. When Galt was a young reporter in the 1960s for the New York Times, she was sent to Harlem to cover a meeting of the Black Panthers. Now, if we were in class, I would ask for a show of hands. How many of you know who were the Black Panthers? I'm not going to do that here. They were a social movement in the 1960s that espoused revolution in the belief that nonviolent civil rights efforts were not enough and were too slow. If you've seen the new film, The Butler, you'll get an idea also what they're about. Well, Hunter Galt was denied entrance. The Panthers were being watched by the FBI and had reason to be suspicious of anyone trying to enter. But Hunter Galt was persistent, and I can imagine her tenaciously insisting she be let in to cover the meeting. Maybe she tried to convince the guard of her integrity or her journalistic neutrality. Maybe even she said, I'm black, you can trust me. He finally did decide to let her enter, but first that member gave her a piece of advice. Before he allowed her in, he advised her with these words, you've got to come in right. Almost 500 years earlier, during, during tumultuous times, Martin Luther gave an address to the councilmen of Germany. He avowed that their children should be and I quote, educated in the liberal arts disciplines to become people of wondrous ability, subsequently fit for anything. It sounds like St. Olaf. Luther is also famous for persistently asking these two questions, what does this mean and how does this happen? The man at the door told Hunter Galt, you've got to come in right. What did he mean? So I hope the ideas I offer about coming in right are relevant to all of us, whether we've been here 40 years, four days, somewhere in between. I invite us to come in correctly and ethically. First, coming in right as correctly. This is objective. We arrive the day we were supposed to, most of us. Students, faculty, and staff attend lots of orientation and are ready for classes that started today. So coming in correctly can be measured in part by rules and requirements. When my dad dropped me off at Hoymi Hall 38 years ago, crying, I might add, as many of you were doing last Saturday with your loved ones, he said, remember, Mary, most of your learning will come outside the classroom. Go hear every famous lecturer and every concert you can, and get to know professors well. Well, I didn't always listen to my father and his advice, and I must admit, I did miss Angela Davis, well-known black activist, when she came to campus. I know what Dad meant in part, though, is that at a residential college, much of our learning comes from our interactions during the 156 hours we are outside of class in a week. So while it's correct, to attend class and do your homework, and I better say that since I'm a professor, it is right to pursue the myriad other opportunities you have for learning. An important side note here, which John mentioned, uh, tomorrow is the co-curricular extravaganza, and they ain't kidding. 
200 or more student orgs you can sign up to be part of, right? And if you don't see one, you can start your own. And while I'm suggesting that coming in right involves going to things, joining things, I also know many of you suffer from FOMO. Fear of missing out. In a 24-7 world, we all could suffer from that. Balancing your life here at Olaf is important. It's a topic for another talk, I'm afraid. I also wonder, now that I've advised, advised first-year students over many, many years, if my dad meant something else. He knew that I was set on a social work major and that I absolutely had to sing in a choir. Many of us think we know exactly what it means to come into this year. Maybe some even think that right means declaring your major by November of your first year. Consider for yourself what certainty you bring to this year. Perhaps my dad was suggesting instead we cultivate a beginner's mind. So what does this mean? Well, we have strong beliefs about people, and they tend to be binary. People are smart or dumb, conservative or liberal, moral, immoral, and so on. And we have deeply entrenched worldviews. Inside and outside class here, you will encounter interpretations of history or theories about human behavior or scientific data, and you will witness some actual human behaviors that challenge and upset you. This is the place and time to consider competing claims about truth and expand our understanding. So when you think to yourself, he is so weird, or that's just wrong, consider asking instead, what does this mean? How does this happen? Set aside your assumptions and suspend disbelief as any beginner would. Well then, if I'm not to come in just correctly, but also right, maybe I should ask, what am I coming into? So our dear colleague, Jim Farrell, died this summer. One of his enduring legacies, among many, is his careful thinking about the nature of college. He even wrote a book with that title. So what's here at this college? A wind turbine. What does that structure say about our values? Some buildings that are named for women. Why? Beautiful sacred spaces, the wind chimes tower, rooms for prayer, a new community gathering space in the basement of this building, beautiful natural lands. We have faculty members who are first generation to go to college, Jews who are celebrating Rosh Hashanah today, all manner of Christians and nuns, that is N-O-N-E-S. Don't think we have any N-U-N-S, though we may on the faculty. We, they're adoptive parents, immigrants, jewelry makers. Who are these people in the robes? Get to know them while you're here. And we have staff who shovel, enter data, plant, cook. My mentor in social work, Noreen, used to put language on her syllabus for every class that would something like this. Make friends with the front desk worker, the, fo the food service worker, and the custodian. These are the ones who can make your daily life difficult or pleasant treat them with the same respect you treat your faculty or your boss. Remember that this place believes, as Luther did, that every occupation has its own honor before God. So to come in right or correctly, find out about this place and its people. A second idea about coming in right might be not wrong, that is, ethically. So in addition to coming in correctly with a beginner's mind, I invite us to come in ethically with integrity. 
Hi, Professor Carlson. I'm so glad you're my advisor. My aunt knew you. Everywhere I go, to church, family reunions, everybody says, I'm so glad you're going to St. Olaf. I'm really happy to be coming in. Mary, St. Olaf says it welcomes all people, but I'm not a Christian, or my parents didn't finish college, or I'm struggling with my identity. How can I come in? Like Hunter Galt, I suspect some of us think we deserve to be here. She was black, so, and trustworthy, she thought, so the Black Panthers would let her in. You're what? A third generation only? Scary smart with a new PhD? Somebody who brings welcome, wanted diversity to this community? Let's ask ourselves honestly, does any one of us have a right to be here? Coming in here is a privilege. I recently heard a Jesuit say, with privilege comes opportunity to add value to the lives of others. I think that sounds pretty Lutheran, too. So none of us has more right to be here than others, whether by knowledge of Minnesota speak or academic pedigree. OK, OK, Mary, so how does this really happen? Well, here are two hints that some might call virtues that help us come in ethically. The first is respect, to honor the dignity and worth of every human being. We enter St. Olaf with people who differ from us in all the richness of human diversity. We do some peculiar things here. Our fight song is a waltz, and it has made up words. <laughs> people wear headscarves, and people wear Norwegian sweaters. And people go to extra lengths to hold doors open for each other. Have you noticed? And if you haven't, please do. So when you experience these kinds of things, instead of critiquing or criticizing, maybe say instead, hmm, this is interesting. Parenthetically, interesting is a good, non-committal, non-judgmental Minnesota word. <laughs> but what happens here is interesting. So listen and learn and observe and then decide what you think. Honor differences and act with respect and care and second, humility. So my uncle told me recently about the Scandinavian concept of janteloven. What does this mean? Well, janteloven values egalitarianism, discourages individuals from standing out. Some see it as just who do you think you are, but I see it as no person means more than another person. This Norwegian-inspired sense of equality plays out in a variety of ways at St. Olaf, but I notice it most when students express gratitude for the sense of cooperation they feel here, more than just competition. This is an intense environment where people strive for excellence. At the same time, students feel supported by each other, and haughtiness is thankfully rare. As we come in right this year, I hope we can accept that right, the right way to enter is with respect and humility. Now, I'm going to pretend I have a couple more minutes. I think I do. So one more quick idea about coming in, if you'll indulge me. Imagine every spring, 25% of the student body leaves, graduates. And every year, staff and faculty members resign, retire, or die. We miss them. And while they are still part of St. Olaf, people leave the system. And over the summer, it just doesn't feel right. It feels a bit out of balance. So the last way I think about coming in right 
is to acknowledge that your presence helps to write or balance this system that is Sainola. System theory says a system is elements in standing relationship. Okay, so that's you and me, elements in standing relationship. And you and your track team, your orchestra and the college, President Anderson and all the residents of Laura Baker who work in Staub Hall. It matters who and what is here. In 1971, during an era of change not unlike the one we're living in now, incoming first-year students reported the two most appealing images of St. Olaf for them were academic excellence and a sense of close-knit community. Sounds a lot like what you would say today. I've long said the ethic of care and connection here at St. Olaf is palpable. So our website declares that St. Olaf remains committed to academic depth and rigor, to honoring our immigrant roots, and to providing opportunities for students to grow in their faith and to discover how they are called upon to serve others. So we can enter the community this year incorrectly, coming late to class, scheduling meetings at chapel time, ignoring parking tickets, and, and wrongly, acting with disrespect, closed-mindedness, haughtiness, or instead we can come in correctly, ethically, accepting that we all, as we all cross the boundary into this new yet old system, we can know that St. Olaf is renewed by each of us as a person of wondrous ability. Here each of us is important to the rightness and wholeness of the system. Your coming in enables this college both to change and to remain true to its mission. And we are glad you're here. You are welcome. Please come in right. Thank you. Thank you, Mary, for a talk that was wise, practical, and inspiring. It's now time for going out right. And here's how we do that. I'll ask you in a moment to stand and sing the college hymn and then to remain standing for the benediction and the recessional. Please stand.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.